Welcome to today's program. Today, Denise is going to continue to teach us from her book called Who Stole Cinderella? The Art of Happily Ever After, which comes with a 16-part accompanying series, which is called The School of Cinderella. But today, Denise is going to teach us about how the Holy Spirit helps us to respect each other in marriage. Can the Holy Spirit really help us to respect our spouse? That's what we're going to see with Denise today. So let's join her right now. I'm so glad to be with you again. And we're going to talk about the power of respect and the things that can come against us in giving that respect to our husbands. And first of all, I want to read the scripture to you. It's one of our main scriptures. Well, first of all, it's Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, because I know that in your heart and then in my heart, you want to build up your house. And we do it with our own hands or with our own hands, we tear down our house. And I know absolutely I'm speaking to a wise woman because you're with me. You're part of these classes and you want this knowledge. And I just bless you. I think you're awesome. You're a wise woman. Then the next scripture is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. And we've spoken about this one before too, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, nevertheless, let each one of you in particular, talking to the husband, so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. You know, when I started studying that, I thought, Lord, why is it that we have such a hard time of respecting? Why is it that we women, most women want to change other people, change their husband, control this, control that? And and I thought, Lord, why is it? And ladies, I got a revelation and it's in Genesis chapter three, verse 16. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me there. It's important that you see these things, ladies, with your eyes, because, you know, even science tells us that if we see it with our eyes, if we hear it with our ears, if we write it down, the chances of us retaining it is higher. So that's why I want you to see it with your eyes. And also, this isn't just any book. This is the word of God. And it's important that we see it with our eyes. So Genesis chapter three, uh, verse 16. And this happens after Adam and Eve sinned. And because of the sin, there came a curse on the earth. God did not curse Adam and Eve, but because of the sin, it let this curse come on the earth. And that curse is still operating today. And I want you to see it. It says to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. You shall bring forth ch children, your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. 
Okay, so ladies, we see two things. We see that we're going to have pain in childbirth, and we see that we're going to want to control our husband. In some translations, it says control, but he will rule over you. Well, already, those do not, those do not sound like good things. Um, childbirth, child pain, uh, pain in childbirth, uh, wanting to control your husband, but he's going to rule over you. I mean, you know that there's a lot of divorces going on. Well, it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem because women want to control their husbands and uh, men want to rule over their husbands. So instead of it being like this beautiful unity, a uh, powerful team, it's like, I want to control him and he's going to rule over me. And so instead of it being like this, a lot of times marriages can end up like this, fighting one another, trying to overcome the other one. No, you're not. I'm going to overcome you. No, you're not. I'm going to tell you what to do. No, I'm going to control you. And this battle going on. But the will of God was never that. The will of God is that. We would love the husband, love his wife, and the wife, she would respect her husband. That's God's will. I don't know how much you're experiencing that in your marriage, but it does take a lot of work, and that's one reason I take so seriously that scripture in Titus 2, and 2 4, and 5 that says that the older woman will teach the younger woman. And by my much study and my much repenting and my much seeking, I have gained some wisdom over the years. Uh, my husband and I, we've been married f almost four decades. And so I made a lot of mistakes, but I've repented a lot and I've gained this wisdom and I want to share it with you. And I can see, and I'm sure you can see, that this curse that came on the earth, that this would be, bring great problems to the marriage. And, and so it's like, well, what, well, what, well, what do we do? Well, the Bible says in Galatians 3.13, and I, and I want you to go there with me because I want your eyes to see this for sure. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Ladies, Jesus took that curse. Not only when he was on the cross, was he suffering for all of our sin, all of our shame, he was taking this curse. He was taking the curse of what it's like when a woman is trying to control and manipulate and criticize and change and judge her husband and the pain that that brings to that husband and the pain that comes on a woman when a man he says, I'm your husband and I'm going to rule over you and you don't have anything to say about it. Brings great pain to the heart of the woman. It's, it's not God's will. 
It's not God's will. God's will is that we as wives would love our husband, would respect our husbands, and that our husbands would love us as he loves himself. That's God's will. That's, that's where harmony comes. But I want you to see the power of this, ladies. Galatians 3.13. That Jesus himself, that horrible scenario that I just painted for you, the wife criticizing, uh, putting down, demeaning, uh, trying to change, critical, complaining, and, and what that does to the husband, and the husband saying, I don't care about you, you're wrong, you do this, that's what I said. That the pain that we cause one another, the curse of that situation, that's what Jesus took on his own body when he was on the cross. He took the curse. He bore the curse. So what does that mean? That means that you and I, now we're talking to wives here, I'm talking to ladies. You and I, we do not have to be fault-finding, criticizing, trying to change him, trying to control him. We don't have to be that way. Because Jesus took the curse. And our husbands don't have to be demeaning and harsh and uncaring. They don't have to be that way because Jesus took that curse. Isn't that so powerful? So let me explain a little further, okay? Now, when I first saw this scripture, I said, well, Lord, what about the pain in childbirth? Because I, I bore three sons and uh, I, I did this breathing exercise. That's what I was taught to do. So I breathed and breathed and breathed and breathed. And, and I was able to work with my body and get past a lot of pain. But the pain was there. So what about, what about that pain in childbirth? What about the pain that you had in childbirth? Well, I didn't know that Jesus took the curse. I just thought, okay, uh, this is supposed to hurt. And so I'm going to work through this and I'm going to do everything I can. But it's normal to have pain. But Jesus took the curse. What was part of the curse? The pain in childbirth. So when I first learned this revelation that he took this pain in childbirth, I read a book uh, by a woman. She's in heaven now. And she, the, the book was called Painless Childbirth. Well, I didn't know about this book, but I found out about it and, and I read it. And, and a young woman who I knew, very skinny, very, very, very skinny, was going to have twins, twins, this tiny, tiny woman. And she was going to have twins. Well, she got that book. She got the truth in her heart that Jesus took that curse. 
And do you know that that tiny woman, she delivered two six-pound little babies with no pain, with no pain. And then when she got pregnant again and the next child was coming, she just said to her husband, she said, I think something's happening. I feel something. And they rushed her to the hospital and she had that baby without pain. She got a revelation in her heart that Jesus took that curse, the curse of pain in childbirth. Well, so I got that and I thought, okay, if he took the curse of pain in childbirth, then he took the curse that I'm tempted to want to control or change or criticize my husband and that he, the curse on him is that he is going to be demeaning and harsh and rule over me. Jesus on his own body by his own will took that curse. And you and I are not under that curse anymore. Praise the Lord. Doesn't that just make you want to say praise the Lord? What he's done for us. I mean, on the cross, I know he took our shame. I know he took our sickness. I know he took our disease. I know he took our sin. I know he took betrayal. I know he took any abuse that's come to you. I know he took the pain of adultery that may have come to you. He took it all on himself, but he also took this curse. Isn't that wonderful? And you and I, we do not have to suffer under that curse. You can say, I'm not under that curse anymore. I'm not under that curse because Jesus in Galatians 3, 13, he took my curse. You know, I said on the earlier program, maybe your mother or your grandmother Maybe they did a lot of griping and complaining and fault finding and criticizing and tried to change their husband. They, they didn't know any better. They didn't know. But now you know. And the blood of Jesus has been applied to your heart. The blood of Jesus that redeems you and delivers you from that curse. So we, we don't have to say, well, I'm just doing what my mother did or what my grandmother did. No, no, we've been delivered from that curse. The blood of Jesus has been applied to our life. And please, I know that your mother, your grandmother, I know they did the very best they could. The very best. And you need to honor them and appreciate them for all they did for you. But if they did criticize or judge or control, it wasn't because they're a bad woman. It was because they didn't know. But you know. And the Spirit of God lives in you. And the presence of God lives in you. And the power of His blood covers you. You are are free say I am free this is the school of Cinderella I am free
from that curse because Jesus took that curse on himself. Oh, ladies, I think that is so powerful. I think, I think that is so powerful. So you might say, well, well that, I, I, I believe, I believe that's right. And I believe what you're saying, but I need help. And ladies, I have to direct us right back to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but so go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16 and verse 13 again. Because the Holy Spirit is there. You know, I think sometimes, ladies, we just don't realize how powerful the Holy Spirit is. Jesus said, I'm going to send you another comforter. Well, even in the Greek language, it's, it's, it means I'm going to send you somebody who's just like me, just like me. So you might be saying, well, oh, I need to correct my behavior. I wish Jesus were here to help me. He is. He is through the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead lives inside of you, is with you, and he's on you for power. That's how committed he is to you. You know, I love something my husband brought out that the Holy Spirit, he wants to dwell in us. He came to dwell in us like he came to set up house. He didn't, he didn't consider us a hotel that he was going to move in and then move out. No, he came in, he brought his furniture, he brought his wallpaper, he, he brought his precious jewels and he put them inside of you. And he said, I am here to be with you forever in you. No matter what you go through, I am there for you. And the Holy Spirit, through his power, through his presence, he can help us to act like we're people that are free from the curse. Now look what it says. I'm going to read it to you again. It says in John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when he, talking about the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, that's what he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit, he's there. He's there every moment. The spirit of truth to help us through any situation. You know, many years ago, Many years ago, it was shortly after Rick and I got married. And you see, I was raised, I was raised, my mother had a garden. I was raised to eat fresh vegetables. 
We had fruit every every week. We had berries out in the yard. I mean, I had fresh tomatoes and cucumbers and potatoes and oh, I had such delicious food. And so that was the food that my taste buds wanted and still do to this day. Well, Rick was raised in a different way. He wasn't raised on so many vegetables and he wasn't raised on so much fruit. He was raised on a lot of, you know, starch, potatoes, corn, spaghetti. And so we were raised in two different ways. Well, we get married and everything's wonderful and we're having a wonderful time in our relationship. But I am noticing what he eats. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, he he could get sick eating like that all of his life. I've got to help him. I've got to change him. <laughs> and so for several weeks, I began to bring my preaching and my teaching of how he should change his diet and the way that he looks at food. Well, he would say, Denise, I don't like salad. Denise, I don't want any fruit. I just want the potatoes and spaghetti and some meat and I'll be fine. And then I'd say, oh, but Rick, I love you so much, sweetheart. And, and I just think if you would eat the way I eat, you'd feel better. He'd say, I feel fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Then I'd say, honey, let me explain it a little deeper. I'm concerned for your health. I don't want you to be in this habit of eating such bad food and not eating any good food. And he'd say, Denise, I really want you to leave me alone concerning the way I eat. Well, there was my instruction and... There I am trying to teach, change, criticize, control. And my husband is saying, I don't need it. So we were sitting at dinner after a few weeks of my teaching and training, and well, which was not successful. And we were eating dinner and I had my vegetables, my wonderful salad, my vegetables, a little piece of meat. Oh, I was so happy. And I looked over at his plate potatoes and lots of grease and meat, nothing green, no salad. That's what his plate looked like. Now, remember, I'm talking to you about the Holy Spirit and that he's the spirit of truth. So I'm looking at his plate. I'm judging him. I'm judging the way he eats. I'm judging that it's, he's not going to be healthy. And oh, gosh, what am I going to do? And you know what the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth said to me? He said, if he eats this way the rest of his life, it's none of your business. What? It's none of my business? But you see, ladies, when the spirit of truth speaks, he brings power. And at that moment, I understood, Denise, take your hands off of trying to change the way that your husband eats 
because the Holy Spirit just said to me, if he eats this way, the rest of your life, it's none of your business. And you know what, ladies, little by little, <laughs> I begin to close my mouth. I begin to say, Denise, be quiet. Don't say anything. The Holy Spirit's already spoken to you. You need to be obedient. You need to quit, quit trying to change Rick's eating habits. You need to quit trying to teach him. And little by little, I closed my mouth because I was listening to the helper. I was listening to the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And I'm telling you, ladies, he will guide you into truth where that you recognize, God, I don't have to be this way because you took that curse. And Lord, I'm lining myself up with your truth right now that I do not have to be a controlling, fault-finding, criticizing wife. But I can be affirmative and I can bring praise to my husband. I am free from that curse. And I'm free to give praise to my husband. Well, ladies, I want to pray for you. I've enjoyed being with you. Let's acknowledge the power of the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. He is the spirit of truth. He will never lie to you. He's going to guide you into truth. He's going to guide me into truth. So, Father, right now, I pray over my dear, dear sisters, these precious ladies in these classes of school Cinderella. And, Father, right now, by our own will, we bend our ear to the Scripture to align ourselves that we are free from the curse. We do not have to be controlling and fault-finding and criticizing, but we can be because you were cursed for us. We can be affirming and bring praise and encouragement to our husband. And I pray this over you right now in the name of Jesus. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved, right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships, and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My mouth is making trouble for me. Who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, 
Who stole Cinderella for just $15? With genuine warmth and candor, Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer, the entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.